0: Welcome to another episode of the Amazing Adding Up. I'm your host Sabrina.Ryan, Ryan and I'm dedicated to helping you learn from my mistakes with numbers. It's easy for me to hide my financial struggles. I have learned that there's no such thing as failure unless you stop learning and stop trying. My aim is to become better at finance and in the process become debt-free and help others to do the same. My wish is at least one person can listen to this podcast and make a genuine difference with their finances. I am worried about my budget and this episode is going to focus completely on that and the circumstances that led to me being nervous about it. Over the break from recording episodes, I knuckled down on my finances. It was approximately 18 months, and I had completed paying off my credit cards in April 2020. It was nerve-wracking to pay off the credit cards For the first time in my life, since I was 18, I had no credit cards. I was naturally freaking out, and even now it's hard to get the words out, what that felt like when I was hitting a milestone I wasn't used to. My stress level naturally went up. Particularly, I believe it was enhanced by the fact the pandemic had started we were still only a couple of months into it. And uncertainty seemed to be incredibly high on many fronts. I felt like credit cards, since I was 18, officially an adult, were like a security blanket. I always had a credit card just in case for emergencies. Just in case I needed it because the unexpected happened. And before I knew it, I was using a credit card just in case to get the latest dress or pair of shoes that caught my eye. See, the emergency turned into the impulse and the comfort zone. Paying off my credit cards in April 2020, it took a little while for me to adjust. I still continued weekly episodes of the podcast up until June 2020, and for me, that was good because it kept me accountable to making sure I didn't have credit cards anymore. And I worked through a transition of saving money to have for the just-in-case. And I affectionately called that account my storm account. And I would put money away there, not for a rainy day, but in case there was a storm. Now, over an 18-month period, I knuckled down and probably helped that we had a couple of lockdowns in the mix but we didn't spend money and every spare cent I had I put in this storm account. The storm account over an 18-month period got up to nearly $49,000. When I look at over approximately an 18-month period prior to that of how I used that money to completely pay down credit cards quite aggressively I could see how Instead of that money going into credit cards and not just the balance owing, but the interest owing as well on credit cards, I could see how I paid it all down. What happened for me is it flicked a switch of no longer being reliant on credit cards. It almost became addictive to see my account balance grow in savings. And this was also important. It helped me keep on track to be watching our budget and be careful about not spending money on things unnecessarily. Keep those habits of being able to keep our budget going. Things like cooking at home or making sure I made the most of leftovers, made the most of specials when I found them. That is an interesting point too. The side benefits to that is less waste really became a focus for me as well. Is the less you waste If you can visualize when you see you're throwing out things that may have gone off or haven't been used or pass a use by date, you get to see and view it as money being thrown away. You end up trying to use more of what you have. Less waste means you're not wasting your money either. All those things are great. And where I found I got to was starting to dream a little about what could we do to make a difference in our lives every day, not necessarily traveling anywhere, saving this money. Yes, I had money there in case there was anything that could break or we had an emergency, but did we really need all of it in case of emergency? Could we use it for something else? And it got me wondering, I feel like it had nothing to do at the time of worrying or considering anything with regards to investments, because that's not something... That was on my radar. That's something I'd talked to our financial advisor about separate to this account completely. So it's not about that. This account was really, did we need that much money for in case of emergencies? I started to wonder, what is it that we could do that would make our everyday more enjoyable and still look at it as something that's worthwhile? We bought our house, my goodness, I'm going to say about nine years ago. It's a house that was built in the 70s, so it's a little older and it still had its original bathroom and that's fine and it may do because the main bathroom is the mainly used by the kids. We're fortunate to have an ensuite, which again, very fortunate, very grateful for our home. This original bathroom, I would often dream about having a full-size bath. I would think that is so incredibly indulgent to the point where if there was an opportunity for us to go on a holiday, we're talking anywhere, <laughs> I would always look at the hotels to see if I could find one with the decent bath that I could fit in. Because the bathtub we have in that bathroom is one that I could barely fit in. So holiday time, obviously the hotels that have got the big baths are usually really expensive, So very, very rarely would I ever be able to book a hotel with a bathtub big enough or even a bathtub at all. And it made me realize that's something that I would love to have and don't know if I ever could. And as I sat there considering the account, our Storm account, and wondering if we could use some of that money, in the nine years we've lived here, we haven't done really much to the house and hasn't needed it because it's a good house. And built well, I felt it could be an opportunity for us to do the bathroom. It could be easy for us to go and get a payment plan to get the bathroom renovated. But that doesn't sit well with me. The anxiety at the thought of getting a credit card or purchasing something on credit, other than a mortgage, I didn't want any other form of credit. And that meant... Why not find out how much it would cost to get the bathroom renovated and consider having it done? And this was towards the end of last year. Now we're talking October. I made the decision to go and get quotes and consider getting the bathroom done. And what ended up happening is we agreed to get the bathroom done in October last year and our bathroom was successfully renovated in March 2022. A miracle in itself for me to actually have the money to get it done, and actually achieve it. I have to resist having a bath every single night because of how incredible it is. I don't want to waste the water is the main motivation. So I have short showers because I am water conscious. I am thoroughly enjoying the fact of limiting myself to one, maybe two baths per week now. And That's exciting because the bathtub is incredible, and I don't feel like I have to go and book a hotel to have a bath That's exciting to me. It's the little things that make the difference. I've always felt by recording this podcast, it's not about completely cutting everything out of your life and sacrificing yourself when trying to get your budget on track and to get yourself out of debt. I record this podcast because I want others to hear what Lived experience is like when you make a decision to get yourself out of debt. You don't, in my opinion, have to cut your entire life out and any enjoyment out. It's about balancing what you can have now and what's important to you, and also still use what you can to pay down debt. And in my case, at the moment, I felt okay sure in theory I had a reasonable amount of money saved I was using about half of that 49000 to get the renovation done which meant I still had a decent amount of money left in the kitty that's great right you think surely that's enough to have in the kitty in case of emergencies firstly in March when the renovation started we also experienced torrential rain like we've never experienced before here in Sydney and what happened when that rain hit just happened to hit the week that we started the renovation it's incredibly challenging living in a house of being renovated to say the least what happened was we sprung a leak in our front part of our house or they couldn't at the time find exactly what the source of the leak was There was speculation it was just overflow of the gutters because the amount of rain and we ended up having a roof expert come out who then referred the gutter man to come and um, adjust our downpipes and that got basically done, but that instantly an additional cost unexpected, right? So renovation happening, now we have a leak in the roof and we've got to get the leak repaired and... The challenge is now we've had a roof man come out, the gutter man, and now we've had the the gyprocker looking at how to patch up the roof and we're now considering what else we need to do because it's still leaking. This has caused anxiety for me by itself. It's not a stressful thing because I go, oh, well, that's why I have the storm account. In the last week, We're now talking just after the renovation's been completed. I heard this almighty boom noise in our kitchen. Went in to investigate and our oven has blown up. So we're not using the oven at the moment. And thankfully, I cursed it at the time when my husband went and bought a air fryer about three months ago. We're now doing majority of our cooking either in the air fryer or on the stove because we do also need to replace the oven. Thankfully, we're not using the oven much because we have the air fryer. The reality is that oven is more than 20 years old and chances are it's going to have to be replaced. Now, during the renovation as well, we have a security screen door. That screen door lock broke. We've had that door removed and taken away to be repaired. It got replaced yesterday. So after about three weeks of getting repairs done, the door was back and replaced. So whilst we had the renovation done, I allocated money and thought, right, we've still got enough money just left in the kitty. In that period of time, we've had torrential rain, a leaking roof, the oven blew up and our front screen door broke. The reality coming out of all of this, I started to freak out because it is worrying to have those things happen in addition to the stress that has started to creep in with regards to the rising cost of living, knowing that our budget has been getting put more under pressure and whether I can still save the amount of money that I can. This week, I've taken some time out to actually stop and pause and think about it. Those of you who listened to episode 62 of the podcast may have felt my stress level going up. I was at a point of overwhelm. There was so much going on. And it was taking a lot of effort to record a podcast episode. I am proud of the fact I recorded an episode to say, life is messy, money is messy, and we all have those weeks. This week is about sharing a bit more of why I felt life is messy and money is messy. When you have an awareness of your budget, an awareness of what you want to achieve with your money, it changes things. Awareness doesn't mean that you miraculously have all the skills to be able to be better with your money. It just means you have the awareness to make the decisions around it better, or at least make the decisions. I can't even guarantee that they're going to be better. That awareness can bring with it stress. My natural instinct in my 20s and 30s, when I had that awareness around money, was to run the other way or ignore it. That habit of ignoring it meant that I could never change my situation and it meant that for more than 20 years, in fact 25 years, I lived with credit card debt. I lived with excessive spending over what I was earning. It's not easy and I'm not going to say it's ever easy to get better with your money. It is rewarding in my experience when you have that awareness that, that also means sometimes it's not going to be pretty. This week, after I've calmed down over the last week of realising we've paid for a new bathroom with a stunning bath in it and we've got the front screen door fixed and, well, I've decided we're not using an oven for a while and the leaking roof, we have buckets and we have experts on the case to get it fixed. Calming down about it, something I lost perspective on. I was looking at the bank balance going, wow, look at the bank balance going down. And then I realized, hang on a minute, I am working. My husband is working. We have a household income. So while the balance can go down, we continue to work and we're putting money back into those accounts that are going down. That is important to remember and gain perspective. Okay, the balances will go down but they will continue to be replenished as you continue to work. And we're in a situation where we're thankful we have the opportunity to have work and we work and we have ways to earn income. Something my accountant said to me a while ago now, I would say over a year, I think I mentioned it in episode 62 or 61, episode 61, We have a capacity to earn money, and that is a valuable asset. Not everyone has that. And if you can go, wow, you have a capacity to earn money, which means you have a capacity to use the money that you earn to have the life that you want, or at least work towards that. If you're not having the capacity to work, then you have the opportunity and the capacity to learn and reskill to gain employment and the more you can do to have that reframe of mindset enables you to have more opportunities and that is something that connects strongly for me because I love learning I love talking to people about learning because I've always had a learner mindset even in the times of struggling with my money management myself It has meant that I've been able to gain all kinds of employment, all kinds of jobs, and continue being a valuable person in my life, in the community. And also, it's interesting as I reflect on it now, it's why I've been able to maintain my debt. Because I think when we lose perspective of it, it is the fact that I never went bankrupt because I always earned enough money to service my debt. Now, because I've become more aware about how I am with money and I've had the opportunity to reduce my unconscious spending and I've been able to use that to my advantage to save money, I've been able to change my circumstances. It's almost like rearranging my priorities of where the money is allocated And that's made a better opportunity for me and my family to change the circumstances that we have. Interestingly, once I've made that shift, it took some time to pay down the credit cards and then reallocate the money that was going into credit cards into savings. And that has meant that historically, If I had wanted to renovate the bathroom and it came time to a point where it would have just collapsed and we needed to get a new bathroom and it was heading down that path because it was very well worn, I would have been forced into continuing to get credit and pay off the credit so the bathroom cost wouldn't have been what we paid, it would have been what we paid plus interest to pay it off. And I would have found the way to find the money to pay that off. But that wouldn't have changed overall the circumstances of how much debt I was in. Being kind to ourselves is one of the biggest gifts we can have. And reflection on our circumstances enables us to see what the good is, not just focus on the negative, which can often be the first thing we see look past the negative, see the positive, and know that you're doing great. And I have an overwhelming sense of relief and comfort in that myself. And I hope that helps whoever is listening to this podcast episode now. Wanting to change a situation and taking steps to move towards it is a powerful place to be. I'm here to help you understand numbers. You see, I know how important it is to close the gap between not knowing and knowing through education. I hope you sincerely enjoyed this podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. Reach out, email me, serena at serena.ryan.com.au. You'll find my email and social details in the show notes that would be in your podcast player.